Hello, and welcome to the Mid-Ohio Valley Public Forum video podcast. I'm Jennifer Bryant. And I'm Kim Van Ryan. And we're your co-hosts. The pandemic has changed life quite a bit in our country. And this is an election year. Candidates for office have not been able to campaign the way they normally would. We hope these podcasts will enable you to become better informed about the candidates and make good choices at the polls. Election day is right around the corner. Early voting begins on Wednesday, October 21st and ends on the 31st. Then comes election day, Tuesday, November 3rd. That's your last possible chance to vote. Uh, our podcasts are available on our Facebook page, Twitter, and YouTube accounts, or by searching Spotify or your favorite podcast outlet. Today, we're interviewing Erica Kolnich. Erica is a candidate for governor of West Virginia. Welcome, Erica. We're so glad you could join us this evening. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. So if you could take just a minute and give us a short introduction on who Erica Kalinich is and why you decided to run for governor. Sure. Well, I am a wife. I'm a mother. I'm a small business owner and I'm a lawyer and a West Virginian and just someone who decided that I wanted to effect change in West Virginia. Um, for my job as a trial attorney, I started spending a lot of time in Charleston following different bills at the state house. And what I saw was folks um, in the legislature who, if they didn't agree with their political party on a certain issue and didn't vote the way the party leadership told them to, they were being kicked out of committees, being kicked out of caucuses they couldn't get their bills to the floor and it essentially became completely ineffective and that made me terribly terribly sad it made me really sad to feel that you know these folks that we are hiring and voting for to represent us are going to charleston and they have to do what a party tells them as opposed to voting to represent what their constituency wanted so i decided i wanted to run for office and the reason that I chose governor is because it's what's known as the ballot access race for the Libertarian Party. So in order for Libertarians to run anywhere on the ballots after this election, I have to get at least 1% of the vote in the gubernatorial election. So for me, it was a way that I could really make a difference and really effectuate change, even if I didn't win the election. Mm -hmm. Well, Erica, we take for granted that you're running for governor to serve the people of West Virginia. What do you see as the three largest issues facing West Virginia right now? Sure. The, the first one is obviously um, COVID, how to come out of um, the crisis that's been created, you know, educationally, economically, socially. The second one is economic development overall for our state. And the third one, I believe, is criminal justice reform. Jennifer, you must have your mute button on. Totally do. Had a fire truck go by and I mute myself every time that happens. Uh, <laughs> what are your plans for addressing these issues? Sure. Well, I, you know, I suppose with COVID, it's hard to, to know if whether or not when I would take office in January, those issues are still going to be at the forefront because we, 
We never know when the virus is going to slow down. We never know when there's going to be a vaccine. Um, we, we never know when those things are going to happen. But assuming those things uh, are still happening when I get into office, I think one of the, the key things that the governor's office can do is simply you know, stop conveying political information through COVID. Um, COVID shouldn't be a political situation. It's a health crisis. It's no more political or shouldn't be any more political than something like diabetes or cancer. It, it's a public health issue. So I think that the information needs to start coming directly from medical professionals and scientists as opposed from politicians and branches of the government. So that's the first thing I would do is I would stop doing all these press conferences as governor and make sure that you know the, the scientific information is what's getting out there to the public. I would also restore the ability to plans for education in COVID to the county boards of education. It makes no sense that we have county boards of education that we elect. Um, those are the people that know us, they know our children, they know our community, they know our needs, but yet the directives as to what those local boards of education should do in regards to COVID and um, getting kids back to school is coming from Charleston. So I would restore that ability to the local county school boards. In terms of the economy, I have a theory of economic development that's completely different than any of the other candidates talk about. And my plan is something called asset-based development. Asset-based development is, you know, the theory that we can grow the economy in West Virginia by making it easier for businesses that are already here to operate using the things that West Virginia already naturally has. We have beautiful landscapes. We have wonderful tourism. We have a very artistic and entrepreneurial spirit in West Virginia. Using those things as opposed to giving favors to and selling our soul to these large out-of-state corporations and industries that come into West Virginia and don't really make a lasting effect on the economy. So my plan for economic development through asset-based development is a sustainable way for West Virginia to grow its economy, not only for us, but then for you know our children and our grandchildren and their children. Um, in terms of criminal justice reform, I think one of the most tragic things that we do is incarcerate people for nonviolent drug offenses. It is possible to use drugs without harming anyone else and without committing any other crime. Um, most people that are opposed to you know, decriminalization of drugs are opposed because of the crime that's associated with drugs, such as you know, theft and violence. But the reason there's crime associated with drug use is because it's illegal. You know, there was a time in our history when alcohol was illegal and there was a lot of crime with it. Now alcohol is legal and there, there's not a lot of crime with it. So eliminating nonviolent drug crimes, stopping the incarceration of those offenders, and as opposed to that, focusing on um, recovery. Mm -hmm. Well, Erica, voters often don't get the opportunity, especially this year, to get to know the candidates on a more personal level. So we'd like to ask you a few questions about you, Erica, the person, and not Erica, the candidate. Sure. <laughs> what would you say you're most passionate about? I'm the most passionate about theater. Um, my, my background is in theater. I had got my undergraduate degree in theater and 
actually um, had to make a hard decision. My mom said, listen, if you go to law school and you're failing, I'll support you. I'll have a lot harder time doing that if you're, you know, a starving actress. So I went to law school and since then I've been really actively involved in community theater programs. And that's where my passion lies. I ran the Buchanan Community Theater here in my hometown for many, many years. Um, built it up from, you know, an organization that had been dark for a while and then had gotten up to one show to where most recently we were doing at least three to four shows a year before COVID, obviously. And it just really warms my heart to see people of all ages get together and create something. To see folks that don't otherwise have a place they feel they fit in, um, they don't feel like they have a home, but then to find their home in the community theater is something that I love. Erica, what qualities do you most value in the people around you? I would say trust is probably the biggest one for me. I, I really need to trust the folks that are around me. I'm, I'm blessed with, you know, my campaign and my job as an attorney and my family life and my um, friends that I can trust most of them. Um, not, not most of them, all of them. <laughs> and integrity, I'm just someone who, you know, even if they don't agree with me and even if we butt heads on some issues, that there, there's an integrity and a genuineness behind that. What do you enjoy doing in your off time? Not that you have a whole lot of that and aside from theater. Right. Um, I, I work out a lot. Self-care is very important to me. Um, I used to run a good bit, but my, you know, as we get older, those things get harder. So I found once I hit 40, the running became a, a little bit more difficult, but I still run just a little bit. I lift weights a lot. Um, I'm a Peloton bike I like to use. So I like to go hiking, just stay really active. Um, I have a, a dog, a golden doodle. I like, to, I like to spend a lot of time with him. You know, campaigning is not always easy and sometimes people can be, can be rude and it can tend to start to, you know, break your spirit a little bit, but there's nothing better than you know, coming home and having a dog that always loves you. <laughs> Uh, well, with that, we've come to the end. We'd like to give you a few minutes to tell us and the voters anything else you think we need to know, including how to get in touch with you, how to get more information on your campaign, donate, get a yard sign, etc. Sure. You can find more about me at my website, which is nowisthetimewv.com. You can also find me on Facebook. It's Erica Kalenich for Governor of West Virginia. If you'd like to get involved in my campaign, if you'd like a yard sign, you can send me a Facebook message or you can email me at Kalenich, um, my last name, which is K-O-L-E-N-I-C-H, the number four, WV.com. And if you send me a message, I'll get you a yard sign or get you set up to volunteer. You can donate on my website, now is the time, WV.com. What I've been telling all folks is, is this that third parties are a little bit scary. And you will hear people sometimes tell you that it's a wasted vote. When people tell you that you're wasting your vote, they don't really care about you. What they're telling you is that your ideas and your thoughts and your belief system isn't important enough to be represented. 
and that you should silence your voice so that their voice can be louder. The only wasted vote is voting for somebody that you don't believe in, voting for the lesser of two evils. So often we're voting out of fear. I have decided to run to give folks a real choice to vote for someone, not against someone, but to truly vote for somebody that they believe in, somebody that they can feel is relatable, somebody who understands West Virginia's real problems, not millionaires and billionaires that are part of the political system and the dynasty, somebody that will put West Virginia people before politics. So if you're, if you're tired of the status quo, you actually want change as opposed to just swinging back and forth, then I would ask you to check me out and to consider voting for me on election day. Well, thank you, Erica. We appreciate you taking the time to come and talk with us this evening. And we wish you good luck in your campaign. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. Everyone remember, be safe and wash your hands. <laughs>